Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. On today's special double episode of Armchair Preaching, Pastor John and I talk about some of our favorite things from the past year and our final messages in the series entitled Peace on Earth. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching episode. This is 99, episode 99. 99, yeah. Although there were the extras, so we're really beyond yeah, 100, beyond but this is the official This is the official count. Weekly 99. Official weekly count. That's biblical there. It is a biblical, and and and, and it's so biblical that we're, we're not going to have another one for a few weeks, so <laughs> we're going to have a delay on the... Uh, a delay on the 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 hundredth. Oh, we got episode. a couple of unusual weeks coming yeah, up. We got a couple of unusual weeks. But the thing that is interesting about uh, this particular episode ninety nine is also the last episode of twenty twenty two. So we'll start twenty twenty three with one hundred. We will start twenty twenty three with one hundred. It just happened to work out that way. Um, there was no master plan to try to make that happen, but uh, it is is neat because it, there's a little bit of a. Kind of a recappy sort of a vibe to the number ninety nine, and yeah. and we're at year end. And I I don't. Do you like year end lists? Do you read those? Like when when websites and and magazines put out year end lists about best movies and best TV I do. shows. Yeah. yeah, me too. I I love a, a good top ten list. I disagree yeah. wildly with most of them. Yeah, but yeah. but uh, but I do enjoy reading. It is. Them. I mean, it's just, it's a good exercise to sort of concentrate your thoughts whoever writes those things are concentrating their thoughts and boiling it down to what is what does what did what stood out to them so and so i always so. find something that i missed that i'm like oh well the the yeah the, taking notes and yeah then go, i'm like go oh back and you look know at that. i got a little time so maybe i'll, I'll go back and check it so we, i thought we'd do a little we're going to do a top 10 list we're not we, we don't have time to do that but we're going to okay. just do a best of yeah. 2022 for the two of us and we're going to break it down to Kind of things that happened culturally, whether it's music or movies or television, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit about um, ministry experience from 2022 and uh, focusing on the highs. Sure. I want to focus on the lows because Christmas, we want to focus on the highs. Um, and uh, they're, they're all like great things that happened. And uh, so I just, what were some of the things culturally uh, that you looked at, movies, music, TV, uh, books? <laughs> that- well, I have to say that the, <laughs> the one and only movie that I have been to this year, uh, this past year, was Maverick. Yeah, me too. So, the, the one and only. And it was fantastic. It was so fantastic. It, was, it, was good, it, it, it delivered one. every bit of the, the fun of the first one and uh, had a great, really enjoyed it, saw it in the big big theater with all the rumbling sound and all oh, the, yeah. the IMAX so it was it was great so, so the question that everybody asks when when you watch a movie like Maverick because I, I watched it loved it um, how do you felt like how did you feel like it compared to the original now and I was just Full disclosure, I was like seven when the original came out. So uh, yeah, I did yeah. not see the original yeah, in, theaters. in theaters. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, how did you feel like it? Did you feel? Oh, I thought it was a win. Yeah, Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. They, they crushed it. They had, and of course, the, the opening montage was was virtually the same. Almost they just, a shot they just for up, shot. They updated the, uh, the, 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 the airplanes. Yeah. 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 That was great. That was yeah. great. 
<clears throat> Anything else? Uh, yeah, I mean, so so that was the only movie, and then Seal and I got really interested in the um, in, in you know with the death of Queen Elizabeth, yeah. you know that that and, and you know the aging of Queen Elizabeth and all this. So, so somewhere along the second half of the year, we started uh, we we listened to books together when we yeah. were going long drives, and so we were, we listened to a, a very lengthy uh, book on Elizabeth the Queen, which which took her all the way from birth all the way through to I think it ended in two thousand. 16 or 17 okay. or so, which is fascinating because I had never even thought about it. You, should, you probably do this a lot more because you have the, the British you know, mm. the background, uh, the English background. Um, but um, the Commonwealth. Yeah, it's a big deal. Whole new concept for me. I had no yeah. real sense of the sort of the voluntary nature mm-hmm. of the countries that are involved in the, in the Commonwealth, that they, they choose to have the, the monarchy as the monarchy. And um, and some are like Australia, New Zealand, are always on the fence about whether yeah. or not they're going to. So just really fascinating to do that. Yeah. And of course, we had to watch the, the miniseries called The Crown to go along with that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We watched The Crown and listened to that. So that's been a really uh, interesting book for us. And yes, actually, that, that's, that's us. on my list for 2023, that book that you were mentioning. Because I've not, I haven't read as much. I've watched a lot of documentaries on the Queen and the monarchy, and and uh, I, it, it's only been in the last probably four or five years that I've really appreciated uh, the the shift from empire to Commonwealth. You mm-hmm. know, really started with her father in post World War II. The empire was really crumbling post World yeah. War One into World War Two. World War Two really put the death nail. In the empire concept, with with all the countries declaring independence in India, I mean, Britain was just not in a place to to, to, to have that it. to yeah. enforce it at, yeah. following World War One and World War Two, especially. And then for her to uh, hold together the Commonwealth of Nations, and and uh, you know, it's going to be interesting in the next couple of years to see what happens because a lot of those, like you talked about, Australia, New Zealand, some of the Caribbean nations that are still in the Commonwealth. Uh, on the fence about staying in now that the, they, they stayed because of Elizabeth. I mean, they, they really stayed a lot of, because of Elizabeth. And, and the author, at least the author we read, said that they 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 might not stay because of Charles, but they 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 are interested when when uh, Harry and 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 Catherine came to, to Will, William uh, William and Catherine William, uh, William, William yeah. Catherine. They don't say Harry, Harry man. and uh, Meghan. It's a whole different. Yeah. William and Catherine came. came. Yeah. They they were thrilled. Yeah, uh, they yeah. were thrilled with them. So well, that's great. We'll yeah. see what happens. So that's great. Yeah. So I had some that some some other good books along the way as well. I finished. You know, um, Ken Bailey's um, "Jesus Through Middle Eastern Eyes" was a fabulous, mm. fabulous book. Mm. Um, uh, just, just you know, on on topic for our our, our thing, but also you know, the story of the 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 crew team from the University of Washington called yeah, which the Boys, you, Boys which you the mentioned. Boat. You've mentioned bef- before. Great I think, book. Here, yeah, 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 great book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I I like you. I didn't watch a whole lot of movies. Uh, I, I didn't watch Maverick. Was the only one I saw in theaters. I did watch. A few documentaries on Netflix that came out this year. From my generation, this is a generational thing. Uh, my wife and I watched uh, the documentary White Hot, which is the rise and fall of Abercrombie and Fitch, which for mm. my generation is a big deal. There's a, uh, I mean, your your kids, uh, John, probably yeah. got caught up in the whole Abercrombie yeah. and Fitch. One, one of them worked there for a little while, so yeah, yeah. And so it's just re- that was an that's an incredibly interesting view of what corporate manipulation can do to an entire generation of teenagers wow. uh, and the power of advertising and the power of media. Um, I'm always interested in, in, in the influence of, of media and uh, things like that. Um, 
watched the 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 latest season of The Crown. I, I really enjoyed that. The other kind of documentary adjacent, it's not really a documentary, but it's in the spirit of The Crown, except it's a limited series rather than a continual series like The Crown is several seasons. We watched uh, the um, the Netflix series, the limited series, Inventing Anna, which is about Anna Delvey, who is this a wanna, socialite, wanna the, the, the socialite. fake socialite. Yeah, yeah. Really, Seal watched that. I didn't watch that. Really I, interesting about how how she how, pulled it off. How well and how 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 people respond to uh, because for all of the things that, uh, to me the thing that was so most interesting is uh, how people respond to folks that seem to know what they're talking about even if they really don't. Yeah, and how. You can, and and it was interesting because I, I watched that and then I listened to the podcast, uh, uh, Mike Cosper's podcast, The Rise and Fall. Oh, but of, that was a good one. Mark, I should, should put that on my highlight reel too. It's actually, I think, it was last year, but I only caught it this year. I think it came out last year. It's continuing on, yeah, but it was last year. But I, I didn't listen to it until probably June or so, I, May I, or June. I only started listening to it just just a, a couple months ago, um, and. Having watched the Anna Delvey thing, it's just, you know, as preachers, I think sometimes, I don't know, maybe that everybody does this, but I just, I noticed that preachers tend to do this. We start to make these uh, cultural connections across things really, you know, with, with. We're asking a lot of why questions, like why yeah. and how did that happen? Why and how did that happen? Yeah, and you look at something like Anna Delvey in a totally different uh, arena than Mark Driscoll, but a lot of the same kind of power dynamics no. and, 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 and I, I, that to me, making that, those kind of connections was, was really, um, I don't know. That, yeah. That's the kind I of could, stuff. And I could, I couldn't watch it cause I, it reminded me too much of catch me if you can, the, the story yeah. of uh, Frank, um, Oh, what's his last name? Mm. Uh, Abernal or something like that. Abagnal. Abagnal, who was yeah. who was knowingly, willingly deceiving other people. As yeah. just, uh, those the, the, those I I have a hard time watching those. Yeah, yeah. So, um, any music this year? Did you catch any music this year that you, that I'm a big music guy, so I listen to music constantly. I, I, my list could I could have a top ten list. <laughs> you uh, should do that. You should yeah, pub, pub, pub top ten. Top 10. Yeah. I'm, I, I know I come back. I have come back to again and again and again. I, I you know I, I'm a Sandra McCracken fan. Yeah. She used to be with um, with uh, Cademan's Call. I think she was with mm-hmm. them for a while, but then she's on her own. She, so a big Sandra McCracken fan. She's done some work with um, with the church Presbyterian Church out of Nashville, doing a lot of recording with them. But she put out an album, and I know because I pulled up the just before you did. I pulled up my my Apple Music, and and, and it's there on a. I, I listened to it. A lot, yeah, and I probably listened to it. It's probably the most listened to album this, this year. Mm-hmm. Is, is a, an album on Psalms. It, was, oh, a, it yeah. was either Psalms that she wrote in this in this spirit of the Book of Psalms, or it's actual Psalms that she set to music. So mm-hmm. that and and one of them, by the way, another Sandra McCracken piece came out of the um, Mike Cosper's um, uh, Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Oh yeah, and it was a piece that Sandra Sandra McCracken did called Dynamite. Okay. And there's a great line in there that said, you know, when the, basically when the smoke clears, we'll be able to see reality. Mm. So mm. so in the middle of all the stuff with the Mark Driscoll, the, there's smoke all around. You can't really see what's real, but when yeah. the smoke clears, you see, oh, that's how it is. And that's what that song says. So I listened to that a lot too, because it made, that was really impactful. Rise and Fall of Mars Hill was very impactful. Yeah. And that, the, <coughs> the thing, you know, uh, you and I have talked about the, 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 you know, the, the tragedy of fallen church leaders and it continues, you know, we continue to see a uh, kind of the, the 
the, kind of the outgrowth of that um, through a lot of different churches. Right. Um, but I think that's one of the. I don't know about you, and I listened to the rise and fall of Mars Hill. I kind of check myself constantly against yes. kind of some of the stuff yes. that's in there. I just saw a headline before I, before I came in for this recording. I saw a headline where pastors in trouble for similar reasons, or one of the one of the many reasons that pastors get in trouble. Yeah, is just they're in the headline and do it. My what grieves me is the impact that it's going to, it's going to continue to make on the church negative impact on the church it'll erode yeah. the confidence in the in this the bride of Christ yeah well and i and i i uh you know speaking of the documentary and and you know we did watch the the couple of of documentaries and docu series related to Hillsong New York and Hillsong oh, yeah. in general that yeah. I think it was uh I can't remember what I can, I'm losing which which network it was on but there's another one coming out unfortunately but I think it's going to cover a lot of the same territory but a lot of that's really interesting and then you know how that for me I've seen that kind of show up in in music as well too outside the cuz it's not just so I think sometimes the 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 spotlight gets placed on church leaders that fall in that way but really yeah. it's a it's a broader problem we see a lot of leaders in general going through the exact same patterns it's just sometimes it's you know we see it as more it's more acceptable in the you know the political sphere or the business sphere yeah. i think there was actually a sermon we talked about some of those very yeah. things um just about uh about how that when we were doing the first peter i think josh actually preached and i preached on that and how those things kind of coalesce in 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 some pretty detrimental ways and then to see that show up in music like you know one of the one of the I, you know, hey, the, I'm I'm not too proud to admit I really I like Taylor Swift quite a bit. Um, I I liked her new album. Okay, and, so we got we got holiday movies on the table today, yeah, and man. Taylor Swift on the table today. Listen, this is true confessions time with uh, Zach McGowan right not, now. I'm not too proud, <laughs> but 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 here's the thing about Taylor Swift. I mean, for 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 whatever you think about her, she does have a way of articulating telling stories. Uh, yeah, and articulating stories that. Uh, resonate with the, bro- the 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 zeitgeist of the culture, right? So she yeah. wrote this uh, this song, one of the biggest songs. All- I mean, she's the only artist in history to have all ten, all ten of the Billboard top ten in at the same time off the same album wow. from, for this for this album, Midnight's. Well, this one of the big songs was the, the song called Anti Hero. She's got this this line about, uh, did you catch my covert narcissism? I disguise as altruism. And oh, I'm wow. thinking... That's, uh, that's truth right there. But I'm like, uh, how often we see that in leaders, church leaders, uh, and, and... It's the very thing Jesus was warning about in the Sermon on the Mount. You know, do very, it in quiet. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So that was a big, that was a, uh, you know, that's a yeah, late... You're right. You see that crossing over into music, these these themes yeah. that are yeah. talked about in scripture that are that are detrimental in, in the church are showing up in, yeah, in, yeah. in music. Huh? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So for me, music, big, big deal. I like that Taylor Swift album. I like the, uh, there's some lesser known groups and, and folks that uh, I, I like. Dermot Kennedy, I've, I've talked about before. He's an Irish uh, singer, songwriter. Uh, my wife and I really, really enjoy. He came out with an album, his second album this year called Sonder, which is funny because I actually had talked about that word Sonder in a sermon months and months and months ago. It's actually an invented word. 
um, that uh, an American journalist, American journalist actually created a book in 2016 or 2017 uh, uh, with, he invented words. I mean, it's just a book of invented words that express a reality that did not have a word attached to it. So the word sonder is this uh, realization when you look at somebody that they have as unique and and deep a life and rich a history mm-hmm. as you do. Yeah, nice. And to and and it's the act of contemplating their wow. the depth of their rich history. And I'm, I'm so going to share that with our friends in, in Dunedin because they opened a they opened it they own three three or four restaurants now, including the Black Pearl downtown mm-hmm. five star restaurant. But they opened a place called the Sonder Social Club. Oh, see, Sonder. That's that. That's where that word comes from. Is that 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 word is. Uh, it was actually, yeah, and and I've used it in a sermon before because when I first heard I that word, this. I was like, "That's what I thought when I heard you say it." Dang, Dang that that's great. There was actually a, an album previous. This is like f- two or three years ago by another one of my favorite artists. And you can tell how how eclectic my musical taste is because you've never heard of any of these people. A guy named Kishibashi wrote an album called Sonder Lust, and it's this idea of being so captivated by other people's the stories, stories of other people. Um, so that wow. was a that was a big one for 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 us and then another one um by the a group called the head and the heart uh called every shade of blue and and there's a particular song on there that uh, i will come into just about anybody it's called uh tell me it hurts but it goes away uh it's just whole kind of wow. thing where you're it's post pandemic kind of like this this and it's a very poppy kind of upbeat kind of song but it's this this longing for hope in the middle of this extreme kind of like crisis sort of thing. Wow. Um, and from a Christian standpoint, people say, Zach, well, what Christian music do you listen to? I, I don't actually listen to a whole lot of Christian, <laughs> but I do, uh, you know, I I'll always like Dave Crowder. Uh, his, his album yeah. this year, uh, Milk and Honey was incredible. Wow. And his Christmas album, Milk and Cookies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one to follow, which your is, milk and honey. Which is great. Uh, but he has a couple of really profound songs, uh, like uh, Your Praise Goes Up uh, and uh, and Thanksgiver, which I really love that one, too. So, so I have to tell you that part of part of my uh, Apple Music uh, selections this year and part of what I listen to, <laughs> listen to musically is um, – we have had uh, because our daughter has been in youngest daughter has been in nursing school all year for last 18, 18 months intensely we've been watching the kids three or four times so what do I play on the, I play I'm bringing home a baby bumblebee and the wheels on the bus that's I'm not kidding yeah, if I could pull that up on my my Apple right now that pro- that's probably been in there a lot a lot of those uh, you know it's funny how your kids and your grandkids influenced what your what Apple and and Spotify think you like yeah, yeah. well he must really like it give him more. <laughs> It it really it really messes up the algorithm. You almost like want a button on there that says I'm listening for my grandkids yeah, or my listening for my kids. Don't don't make this one count. Well, speaking of that, because one of the things on my replay that I, I was like, damn, I didn't really listen to this that much. My son really has gotten into the '80s the last this last year, the, 80s. the decade of the '80s. Oh. And uh, there's a lot of movies and TV shows that have kind of elevated '80s culture, oh, wow. '70s and '80s. So I have a lot of like Mr. Blue Sky, oh, and I have God. a lot of like. Uh, you know, um, 
you know, Van Halen and, 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 uh, and, uh, things like that. It's seventies pop, he, he, you know, Fleetwood Mac, well, no, not, not bad stuff, have but the, play the, do the, the, the Netflix, Netflix series, the, where they look at each decade mm-hmm. that, that'd be, give, show yeah, them the eighties yeah, decades yeah. and see what it was really like the pros, pros, prosperous eighties. Yeah. Yeah. How so, about in the church? What, yeah, what so, has been some standouts in the church? Man, we, you know, as I was thinking back, some of it's hard, you know, you said right before we hit record is the stuff that's happened most recently are the, some of the things oh, that, Occupies our brains, yeah. You know, come to the forefront of our minds. But, you know, uh, for me, I, I think of the launch of like Celebrate Recovery, which, which you have been a lot more intimately involved with. But uh, in my kind of ins and outs, kind of helping uh, Anna Mays and, and then showing up to a couple of those, just a really profound uh, thing for us as a congregation uh, to be a part of. Different. Yeah. Than, than what we have done. I mean, we've, we've been in recovery. Uh, we've been a support of recovery yeah, groups. Yeah, the AAs and NAs and all. Yeah, but we've not been actively present at those. And yeah. I think that's – and to see the different people, um, some of the other things, again, that, I, you know, I, that we're, we're – here's the thing, the part that I, I think I love about this church is that you and I don't necessarily have to be hands-on involved in all of these things, right? Yeah. Think about like the Oasis group that was launched – Two a year and a half ago from yeah. Gwen Diaz. Yeah, that came out of a justice series that we did, biblical justice series we did. Then shit just God, Holy Spirit took that idea and put it in Gwen Diaz's heart. She saw a, a niche that was unserved in our community. And the thing I love about that ministry is when they started, they had a very different vision yeah. about what it was going to be. It morphed, and, and it's I mean, it morphed is an understatement. I mean, it's like total left turn from what it what they envisioned but they were just faithful to say no no, no there is a there god has put it on our heart to do something about this the issue of home you know homeless children in the local high school lake lake yeah. lake lakeland high school and and these are not children that sleep on the streets these are children that couch surf and and are in short term living situations and in hotels housing and, insecure housing insecure yeah. and uh, now they go uh, you know and Josh Schweitzer and Anna uh, Butler formerly Anna Burns they have really taken ownership with Gwen and Alan Cleveland and Carol Taylor and Nancy Chastain and they go in and they minister to 25, 30 kids every, every week. single week. And they get to yeah. know them. And it doesn't happen on our campus. Uh, but And you and I aren't, aren't intimately involved with it. But God's doing something great. Yeah. And that's because of the faithfulness FPC. So uh, those are some of the ones that I think of as being um, just really profound. You know? I think in addition to that, um, something that you and I deal with uh, almost weekly is just the, the, the uh, and this is not something programmatic, it's just the, th- the highlights of the year are all of the the conversations that you and I get to have in people's mm-hmm. lives when they're going through mm-hmm. the best of circumstances of their lives, their weddings and their baptisms and yeah. you know, transformational moments in their lives, retirements, whatnot, uh, as, as well as the worst times in their yeah. life. And just the, the, those kind of conversations for us as, as pastors, you know, they're, they are, they, they are the confirmation of the sense of call that you and I felt mm-hmm. years ago. I mean, yeah. many, many, you know, whenever we see that and we know that, okay, God, you have put me there, 
so that I could be the be be a representative voice for for you mm-hmm. um, in their in their glorious times or in their in their gut wrenching times. Mm-hmm. So so those have been those have been great. And I would say the other thing for for me that's been really in addition to the CR and um, Celebrate Recovery and the Oasis and and really the ongoing ministries that we have here. They also they they also need to be on the list. There's still a lot. There, there's there's ongoing yeah abundance in so much of what we do, but. Um, I really felt the need coming out of summertime, I think it was, uh, to to get people together for prayer. Yeah. I felt it for myself. I wanted to pray together. And and so the prayer ministry that is launched on Wednesday nights, Kenny uh, Ellis used to do this once mm-hmm. a month. Mm-hmm. And it would usually start out with a bang and there'd be a group of people and then it'd fizzle out to a few people. And then it'd, then he'd launch back again and fizzle out to a few. And um, and I, 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 I said... I don't care who shows up. Yeah, we're gonna pray every week. Yeah, and so there's a little bit of oh man, only five people showed up. Mm-hmm. Five people showed up this first week, and I said, doesn't matter. Yeah, five people who are motivated to speak to the mm-hmm. to speak to God about all the things that are yeah. going on in the life and church and our elected officials and all that. That's fantastic. Yeah. What, and what now, was now, Jesus say? How many does it take? Just two or three, right? Yeah, so yeah, it doesn't exactly. matter, right? So just that, and it, it 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 really feels like you know, and if you, it's, if anybody listening and has had has had this experience, you know that sometimes when we pray, because we're so outside of ourselves, oftentimes I'll say I'll come out I'll come out of a prayer experience like that, and I'll say I feel like I've had an out of body experience mm-hmm. because I've stepped outside of time, matter, and space, mm-hmm. and I've just gone into the throne room of God. There have been pretty regular times of that since we launched this week weekly time so that that's been one that's been really hmm. really uh, and and I I said this to the group uh, last week we had probably a dozen people there last week uh, last week week before I said I don't know what it is I can't quite put my finger on it but I feel like there's been a shift mm-hmm. someone like the ions in the room have realigned themselves there's been a, just an energy shift mm-hmm. uh, around uh, and in the life of the church and I I'm going to draw a hard line between that and the fact the that prayer. this group of people are gathering together yeah. and I'm sure and I know many other people are praying in other settings but that has been really a cool experience for us well, for this year and as you said that it's reminding me thinking you know connecting the dots you know with like the Oasis group you know one of the things when they were going through kind of what that ministry was going to look like in the transition the thing that they never stopped doing was having a person or people yeah. gather to pray every and so there are folks that go to Lakeland High School every week but then there's also people that stay on our campus yeah. and just pray for what's happening yeah and 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 I think I, love it. I think that's a, a a real testimony to what God has told us, you know, to bring, you know, yeah. bring to him, you know, he, yes, he knows what we need. Yes. But he has called us to the ministry of prayer. And I think that's, that's, I a, think what's, what's changed with that. Cause it's, it's always been true that, that, um, that the, that the church of Jesus Christ and this church, um, will move forward on its knees that yeah. our forward progress is on our, is on our knees. But what's shifted in that is that, be, and this is this is the reality of coming out of a post-pandemic world, is that we we have not been keen on being together for prayer. Mm-hmm. So we just brought it back, yeah. and so we, and I think the oasis is the same thing: being yeah. together in prayer. So that's yeah. and I, I've said to the group repeatedly, I want us to be a praying together church. Yeah, yeah, and we're getting there. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and one, one, just one last thing, just as I'm thinking, as we're heading into 2023 too, is just, I love how all that, you know, we, 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 there, you talked about some of the ongoing ministries that we, we have. And, and I just, I want to just say a highlight just with our special needs special ministry. Needs. We, we've seen a, you talk about a shift, you know, there, there's been two shifts that's taken place in our special needs ministry in 2022. Big shifts. And, and one of those is we have a, and it's been this is you talk about the consistency of the prayer sometimes just the consistency of 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 saying this we're going to make this a value whether there's two or three or whatever the 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 folks in our special needs community are now part more and more a part of the regular life of the church whether it's worship on sunday there's a yeah. you know there's a lot more that are showing up on sunday mornings that they, they they you know they're greeters for the yeah greeters there for the glory christmas concert greeters for the glory christmas concert they were a big part of our costumes and candy outreach yeah. i mean and they they because because we as a congregation have said no 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 we're not just doing a ministry to you right we 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 want this to be a place where you feel like you belong all the time, yeah. whether it's you're part of us, we're part of you. Yeah. We're doing this together. So that's that's been one of the other big shifts. And then the other shift is I've just seen this this year, um, and and maybe you know it was probably like this pre pandemic we saw some of this, but there we're seeing more and more families that have either been in church situations where they they either felt like they they their families didn't really belong or never were belong, or they never even felt as though they could even try to go to church. Uh, because of the challenges that they yeah. that they have, and and they are showing up, and and we're able to minister to them. We've we've got a new staff position here right now that I think is super been very valuable in that. And so, shout out to 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 Libby and to Tracy and to Kayla, Kayla. and to all the volunteers. It's just a big big group that makes that happen. Well, and, one thing that we also we also lost this year was was Evelyn and Karen. Yeah, uh, Evelyn Mullen, Karen. Lynch, yeah, yeah, they 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 both. Moved moved out of town they moved moved away and so uh, so that was a that was a huge loss and but but you're right uh, Libby and and now Tracy um, on staff that is and uh, Kayla they and all the volunteers they've stepped up and and and, and, and God has called different people to this ministry than they than they themselves ever thought they could be a part you know yeah. I, I love our new you know the the chair people of the night to shine yeah uh, the night to shine prom that we're going to have in in February, back they, in person, back again. in person, which is I, I can't even tell you I, my excitement level for that is like I almost can't even believe that it's yeah, going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they were not a part of the special needs ministry here before, and and you know talk about you know when when Karen Lentz and Evelyn McMullen, you know they they have an opportunity to go do other things in different places, and God bless them, and we love them, and we're still. Evelyn is still, still, even though she's not, even though she's in North Carolina, she still shows up virtually quite often Great. for things. Great. But we were asking you, how, you know, what is God going to do here? And we say, I told Libby, it's like, you know, we just don't know what God's going to do, but yeah. God's going to show up and he cares about these, these families a lot more than we do. And we care about them a lot. Yeah. You know? So, um, he, I want to add, I want to add one more thing that I think is a, was a significant look back on 2022 and it really came to, in the last few months, in the last few months, I felt like we finally sort of mentally moved out of the pandemic mindset. Mm -hmm. Now, there's still some people who are who are susceptible, so they're sure. being smart and they're doing what they need to do. But we've moved out of a 
I don't know if it's constantly watching fearful or, or just, um, or, or just adjusting. And we just said, no, we're going to live our life. Yeah. And, and that's, and that had been largely happening up, you know, long before that, but I felt like there was a, there was, there a, was a tenuousness where, to it before I think. Yeah. yeah but that just it. sort of just w- yeah. went away yeah. and that was a huge shift. And I, I feel like it's the, it, it, it what it br- did for me personally was I had about five or six months of normal church life, normal entrance into the church life. And mm-hmm. then I had all that time from that, from the time COVID hit till this fall, yeah. where it was no, nothing was, it was very tenuous is a good way of saying mm-hmm. that everything felt tenuous, yeah. uh, but that sort of dropped and it felt like, okay, now I'm back where I was at my, at my six month mark. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I don't know how you count that in terms of time of me being here. So I've, I've been here, uh, you know, six months and I've been here Listen, nine months now. I was, I was talking to a pastor, one of the pastor friends uh, and saying any pastor, and this this would include you, any pastor that that had to take a call that, that was brought in right before the pandemic or in the middle of the pandemic, yeah. which I can't even imagine accepting a call, yeah. a different call in yeah. the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I get it. There are times where you have to do that. Yeah. Uh, but the, my predecessor, my, the interim pastor from my former church, was brought in in February, I think it was, or January, February of 2020. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and I, and I, and he had one still, month to get to meet people. Yeah, and and then and then those pastors, and, and you were in this boat. I mean, a little different because you had we you had a, a fairly seasoned staff who knew the, and yeah. seasoned elders, but but uh, having to make decisions on behalf of a congregation that you barely know yeah. that's man that's that's only that's where you really have to rely on the power of god so we're yeah we're glad that we're on this side of it as well too so that's a lot of talking about we talked uh, a lot about, yeah, about, about, a lot about of all the looking back and uh, so but uh, that's great uh, yeah. it's, it's been a it's been a, over all in all i think it's been a it's it's been an important year it's been a good year it's yeah. been a transitional year yeah. um, and lots of good things have happened and and mo- the best of which is uh, you like taylor swift so that's, right. <laughs> that's we might take away. <laughs> I got stories about, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, so, we, so we have, uh, we're in the last week in our series, uh, Peace on Earth, our Advent series, talking about the most, this is not a stretch to say, the most well-known passage of Scripture yeah. in the Bible, John 3.16. Yeah. We talked about this before, but but I want to just, what what is the what is the mentality when you're approaching that kind of scripture for you when you're like, everybody knows this, everybody, I mean, you go on the street, you go to Lake Hollingsworth, you catch people on their run and say, what is is John 316? They are going to know it. I mean, that's just the way, especially here in the South. What is the challenge? Somebody memorized that at some point uh, in in their life or somebody looked it up at some point because they see that John 316 written everywhere. What what are you bringing, what are you thinking about as you're trying to, and, and then the Framing it in this Christmas Advent yeah, kind of mindset, yeah. um, it is an interesting that, that we had this passage at Christmas. I mean, that was interesting. Obviously, mm-hmm. love was our theme, mm-hmm. overall arching theme is peace on earth, but uh, love was the, the theme of, of the week. But uh, I think it's the same as any passage that is that is uh, very familiar, and the familiarity itself sometimes is the, is the problem because mm-hmm. we skip over it mm-hmm. and we rush past it, and so mm-hmm. it's just. And you and I both did this same thing. It's it's the slowing it down breaking it down, mm-hmm. seeing the component pieces of us and making sure we understand it in its own right, what, we, what exactly was being yeah. said so that we can, we can once again reappropriate it for our lives. So yeah. I think that was the biggest thing on my mind. It's like break it down, slow it down, think it through. What is it saying? Now, what does it mean? Yeah. And you and I both kind of uh, entered into the, the conversation around John three sixteen and 17 
with the with the question of why. You know, we both you talked yeah. about the why behind the why. You yeah. talked about the the peace on earth piece, uh, but then there was a why behind even that, yeah. and that's this concept of love. You know, I, I think when I'm when I'm looking at like John three sixteen, and I've probably preached I, I don't, a few a few times on John three sixteen. I never get tired of it, uh, but I I think there. The the thing I always try to do when I'm approaching a passage, especially like this one, is to say, do I really know this passage? I mean, I know mm. it, but do I really know yeah. it? Do I? I do, and this well, this is where we go back. Question. You know, we're, this is where we go back that, that to the, fuels your curiosity. Yeah, it really does. You know, and and I, that's where I go. You know, we go back to the word. Thankfully, John is easy Greek um, as. As Greek goes, it's easy Greek, so we can go back to the Greek test and say, "Do I really know what these words mean? Do mm-hmm. I know what their semantic range is? Do yeah. I? I mean, I know how they. I know a lot of folks get into you know their all the you know you know all the different syntax and everything, and that tells you what the actual meaning is. But I'm all, I'm I'm always like, well, give me the semantic range of a word so mm-hmm. I can see what the totality of that could possibly mean. Yeah. And so uh, that to me is always a fun challenge, especially yeah. when you're dealing with just a couple of verses because you can really get granular at it. Yeah. And and hopefully, and not to be innovative for innovative innovation's sake, but to point out Fresh, something. Though. Yeah, to point out something that maybe others <laughs> did not see mm-hmm. at all. And, and really the focus of this week is love. You and I both talked about the cultural kind of ideas of love. Yeah, we both mentioned the Beatles. I noticed both that. mentioned the Beatles. Not yeah. in my not in my not in my notes, but in my head. So I <laughs> it came out of my mouth. Uh you know how do you know that is a challenge too. And 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 we both kind of touched on it. The challenge of what when you say the word love to people, they yeah. they bring I love with, chocolate, I love yeah, my kids. You know, yeah. which, which which one are we talking about? So how did you think about overcoming the 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 baggage might be a, a strong word, but the but the 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 hidden meanings that everybody brings to the table. There's, yeah. there's 150 yeah. people or 200 people in the room. There's 200 yeah. different definitions of what love can mean. I, I think a similar. I think that than how uh, approach to how you uh, did it, which is that you need to acknowledge that there is a lot of lot of uh, interpretive variances on on this, and and people will use that word in different ways. And we, and I didn't say this is cutting room floor. I, I had the, um, I had the 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 five different uh, words of for love that is in the Bible in mm-hmm. my mind, and and uh, and was it was on my mind to have it in the sermon to say there's this, there's this, there's there's eros, this, which is the sexual love, this phileo, which is the brotherly love, and so on. Mm-hmm. And so there's this variations on it. And I said no, I just want to acknowledge it. How I handled it was I just want to acknowledge that there's a wide range yeah. of interpretive ranges in the scriptures is in my mind, but just, I, I said it culturally, there's a whole wide range yeah. of, of, of understandings of that, but let's just declare what, what biblically we mean by that. And, we, yeah. we're, and that's definitionally the God who is in his essence, love, and mm-hmm. then God out of his essence, uh, that is love, uh, does these actions that are for the good of his beloved. Yeah. And you, you really tied in the idea of this, I mean, really, um, pointed to the sacrificial part of that that yeah. concept of love, and you even mentioned you know it's, it's it might does it seem weird to talk about the cross on Christmas, yeah. but you can't you can't really get you yeah know, you, and you I noticed you were doing the same thing you didn't say that line but I, you you were doing the exact same thing you have, you're talking about condemnation woohoo yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. welcome to Christmas you are condemned that's right you stand condemned already you're using that John you know, three seventeen you stand yeah. condemned already yeah. you know, but you can't I mean you can't. 
can't not talk about it. You can't not talk about it. Well, other and and this is where and and you tell me how you you, you view this. You know, and I, I I poke fun at this in in my my messages in the last couple of weeks. But you know, there is a there is the temptation to focus as as individuals and as families to focus on the frothy nature of Christmas. And that's culturally what's happened, sure. right? Culturally. And we all love it. Everybody focuses on the frothy nature of Christmas. And there's a frothy. Th- frothy. Yeah. It's like that frosty, frothy, you know. There's this this it's great word. This uh this uh there's a movement among some Christians to reject all of that, right? Just ah, it's terrible, you know. And and and, and I think there's something to this there's something to saying, no, the, the ridiculous amount of celebration that we do is important in so long as we know how ridiculous the sacrifice was, <laughs> you know, like that's, to me, that's where the challenge for, you know, I think Christians in general, preachers specifically is to say, it's not to, con- it's not for us to cast dispersions on all the cultural kind of trappings of Christmas. It's just that those the, the cultural trappings divorced from the the core story. The core story yeah. means that all of that is really hollow. Yeah. But what we can do is say, no, all the trappings can be filled with a they should be filled with a tremendous amount of meaning. Yeah. I mean, I, I had I had people that were like anti Christmas trees because it's you know it's pagan and you know all this. I'm like, dude. Okay, first of all, relax. You know, <laughs> second of all, it's not. And and let's yeah. talk about why. Yeah. You know, things like that. So what, how do you, you know when you start thinking yeah, about that all that? Reminds me though. Of, um, um, people talk about this when it comes to evangelism. Is this thing evangelistic? Is that thing evangelistic? And I have said for years that. Um, that an activity or conversation can be evan- – any activity and any conversation can be evangelistic if you intend it to be. Amen, yeah. You can attach that mean- that purpose to-, to that. And I'm looking at one of your how – how many do we count? Six Christmas trees six in here? Six Christmas trees in so my – so this is my home – this is not my home office, <laughs> This is 17 guys. at home, this, six this, of them in your office. So Six in my office, so, yeah. You know, the Celebrate Recovery is we're going to welcome you in on <laughs> Thursday, <laughs> Thursday night. Say, my, Hi, my name is Zach. I have, I have a, a Christmas tree addiction. Christmas, really, Christmas problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, if you, if you intend for that that tree to ha- to ha- yeah. to attach – the, you know, meaning of the birth of Christ to it. I mean, I know it's perplexing to for some, some you know, culturally. I know, I know. There's not probably going to bring this up on Christmas Eve. Is that people coming cross culturally to you know out of a simple, humble lifestyle of Christianity lived in some remote places in this world to come to all this mm-hmm. in this culture? They're bewildered by the the lights and the tinsels and, and asking the question rightly so. What does this have to do with Christmas? Mm-hmm. If we can't make that connection mm-hmm. of how that how that came about. And that's on us. Well, and is, and, and we're, I think we we help them. Yeah, when we talk about the like the story like of the Christmas tree, for example, and the, the intentions. You know, you can go back to the one of the 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 possible ancient origins is that you had this Germanic these Germanic tribes that had raised an oak tree in service to in worship of the god Thor, and then you had the bishop, the Christian bishop of the area, came in, chopped it down, and then planted an evergreen tree in the in, in its place to worship the god of the living Jesus Christ. You know, so this that whole kind of shift 
contextually and culturally um, can point for us back to this, yeah. this, you know, all, all the things that, in, in, and I loved when you began your sermon talking about love, that everybody desires that, yeah. that connection of love. And our role as believers is to say that really is only fully filled in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's what's important. So, um, I love, by the way, that you um, that you know, you, uh, you, you emphasize, and when you're doing a little bit of your geek, geek Greek uh, stuff work geek, there, Greek, <laughs> geek, geek, geeking yeah, out on the Greek right, stuff, yeah. uh, you were emphasizing both the um, the 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 cosmos and the uh, the idea of the God loving the world, so yeah. this is the totality of people who 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 are involved in that, and then um, and then the the idea of the Hesed. Uh, from the the Hebrew that is the, the covenant the, love, the, yeah, the love. I, I love that, and and you know, for me, the um, the uh, the the word that was important for me this this week was the the word for perish. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, that's that, right. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that that was the you know the the consequences of this this behavior, as you rightly pointed out. For, which we already stand stand condemned yeah. of is alienation and separation from mm-hmm. from God to be under to be in that spiritual condition under the condemnation of God we're already in that spiritual yeah. condition but out of God's great great love so it was just fun to see I, I, I'm going to echo what you said before it's just fun to to see you know and I, I noticed that some people were at eight. 15 service and probably walked across and didn't went to the 1030 service as well. So they, they caught both of these yeah. messages. So you really do catch uh, different emphases as you listen to different preachers on these same topics. Were there things that you, I mean, you, you mentioned the, the other, other words for love in the Greek mm-hmm. kind of vernacular. I actually talked about that in the agape class uh, quite a bit because again, we're talking about some of the rest of the story things in the agape class through through this. So I get to just kind of dump everything one way or the other. Uh, but were there other things that you said, man, if I had, you know, another 20 minutes or 45 minutes because there's these are obviously, you know, Psalm 136 uh, John three big passages. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, I think I, I think I, I would have developed the, uh, the 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 hardline connection back to the theme of the entire series. I didn't make that yeah. in the. And in I the didn't either do that either. Yeah. Um, just making me think that okay, Christmas Eve, I probably should should do that <laughs> since we might have some people here who have not been here all along. So yeah. But you know that that that's one that comes to my mind. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I did not. I like you. I had the 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 idea of the the various loves in the Greek language um, that I, you know, again, I, agape got a hold of it. Uh, I also there was something that you and and Doctor Paul both did that was in my notes to do, but with with the concept of the world, you know, you talked a few weeks ago in Vine about the the view of Earth from space, you know, and you talked about mm-hmm. uh, Buzz Aldrin's quote, you know, when mm-hmm. he was asked about what it was like, you know, f- to set foot, you know, on the moon, and even and more impressive, more than impressive the fact that man set foot on the moon. the moon, yeah, is that God set foot on the Earth, and then Paul talked about the guy exhibit. The, the the scale model of Earth. I had stuff in there to just kind of related to that. I, I didn't put it in. I it was in my notes. I ultimately cut it out uh, for for time. Um, and then there was a quote that I I really loved that I did not put in there. I'm gonna say it now. Um, and uh, I think I did use it in the agape class. But it was actually the, the it was from John Calvin because you know one of the big um, reformed debates in in 
in relationship to John three sixteen is what does it mean that God so loved the world? And yeah, you know, some yes. people have the this limited con- atonement idea. Yeah, that's a concept. Well, no, 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 no. When John writes, uh, "God so loved the world," what he really means is God so loved the elect. Yeah, and. Um, so I, I, there was a quote from John Calvin in the commentary related to John 3.16. He says that such is the import of the term world, for nothing, though nothing will be found in the world that is worthy of the favor of God, yet he shows himself to be reconciled. And this is the important part. This is John Calvin shows himself to be reconciled to the whole world when he invites all all without exception to the faith of Christ, which is nothing else than an entrance into eternal life. It was this idea that the, the love of God is holistic. Whether whether the election a, of God is not. The election of God is not. And and whether a person uh, experiences that eternal life is based entirely on the invitation one way or the yeah. other, right? Well, and, it makes sense too, because there there, there has to be content to the idea of perishing there yes. has to be some there has to be some sub if if some if there is an idea of condemnation being under condemnation if there's an idea of alienation being mm-hmm. under the condemnation of god it means that that has to apply to people yeah there has to be people you know this is like the old age-old question is there a hell and is it occupied that's you know, right is there are there people to whom mm-hmm. that, that that applies and if and, and assuming that that is so then that means that there are the others yeah that, that that it doesn't apply to those who who are in christ well one of the things that you brought up in your message related to the word perishing is is how the concept of of alienation from god is 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 a is should be more powerful to us than the concept of the fiery devil yes. hell because the separation from god is by definition hell whatever that looks like and yeah. feels like and and i talked about the idea of uh, is is you are you are to, you're, you're talking about being totally separated from the source of all life yeah. and the opposite of yeah. that yeah, is, that was really helpful is eternal death and, yeah. and what does that look like and the th- again yeah. on, on the cutting room i think it was on the cutting room floor it was in my brain but i don't think it was in my mouth uh, <laughs> was the idea you know that that's jesus on the cross that's the yeah. cry of dereliction yeah is that he, he experiences what that that, s- that separation, separation that alienation feels like and it's not mm. the physical agony of the cross; it's the it's the agony of separation from from the Father. Yeah, and that's that. I mean, we could spend another twenty minutes on this, but I think that's so important for people to understand that the agony on the cross, yes, it physically tormenting, absolutely, but the the spiritual torment for Jesus Christ was exponentially uh, exponentially yeah. more. And we, I think, and that's why I think so, so often people, when you start talking about condemnation and perishing and they, 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 they logically start talking about hell, they focus on the physical aspects of hell. Yeah. You know, you mentioned the, 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 the fire and the things and, and those things are mentioned. What does that, what do those passages mean and, and how does that work out? But what we know is that there is a, a separation from God. And, uh, you know, C.S. Lewis's book, The Great Divorce, talks about the spiritual, emotional, yeah. relational side of that much more than the physical side of that. And again, that's not actually how hell is, but he, you know, he, he really highlights this concept that those who, though, you know, people are not, if they were clamoring for heaven, they would find it, you know, but if they're clamoring for the self, they're going to find total self-centeredness. And what does that look like? It's the absence is, of is, is the absence, absence of the of presence of God, and 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 
just the the imagination that he puts to the table on that is that is a totally embittered and lonely existence and and so he he's I, I, anyway yeah. we could no, we talk to you. We'll, we'll save that one for another two months and three months and then we start uh, leaning into easter that's right we could talk a lot once more again about here we are at, you know a week from christmas and we're talking about easter yeah. and and we you know we have to I mean, yeah. the, 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 you, the, he was as i said at the end he was born for that reason to die born so to that die. we might live Ooh, born to die man what a what a what a powerful statement, born to die. Well, like every week, if you've missed uh, either Pastor John's message or my message, f- please head over to fpclakeland.org to the worship tab, or to the worship page, the sermon archive tab. You can see the complete service, both classic and Vine. Uh, Pastor John was in classic this past week. I was in Vine. And uh, if you've missed any one of the episodes in our series uh, or in, in Armchair Preaching, uh, make sure you go to Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud subscribe, hit the like button, share it with your friends. You can get caught up on past episodes. If you go back to past sermons, it's great to do that. And uh, this week, um, different Big weekend, diff- different worship schedule, um, actually more worship services total in the weekend, Yes, uh, but different on Sunday. So real quick, uh, we have three Christmas Eve services. Yep. 5.30, and 11 p.m. 5.30, and 11. 5.30 in Loudon Hall. Uh, more of a family style. All, a family's welcome in all services. I make that clear. But uh, casual, more casual. But by 8 p.m., most of the little ones are snugly Nestled snug in, in their, their bed, bed and dreaming of, of sugar, sugar plums. plums yeah. Yeah. But 8 o'clock, classic, and 11 o'clock, classic. Uh, With can- communion. And all of them have candlelight. Yeah. All of them have candlelight. The eleven o'clock has communion. Yeah, wear your wear your warm clothes. It's going to be chilly. The low on Christmas Eve, uh, according to the weather this morning, is twenty nine degrees. And our Canadian friends laugh and call that summertime. Um, <laughs> I will be. You will be experiencing in, a near death experience. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Pastor John does not like the cold. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and then on Christmas Day, only one yeah. service. We have one service. In the uh, sanctuary, Pastor John, Dan Gordon, going to be leading. Paul, through, Tom, yeah. Paul, Sewage, Tom, Ing, we're going to be leading through some. We're keeping our keeping our staff members with with children living in at home home that day. And 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 my wife rises up and calls you blessed. Uh, and and uh, we want you to be blessed. That's right. But so uh, that's going to be at ten thirty. It's going to be classic carols yeah we're gonna do some singing uh, i just talked to dan gordon about the, the at the very beginning uh, as, as we gather get there early uh, for christmas day if you can um but we're gonna just do take some uh be, be take request uh, oh, time fun. so we'll do like a, a sing-along hymn sing a, a hymn, hymn sing traditional hymn sing yep. wow. so think about your favorite christmas mm-hmm. songs and come ready to request them and if there are children in the room they get first uh first call and if you can't show up and you feel like hey you know what big night christmas eve got kids we are going to be providing an online worship experience it will not be a full full service but pastor john and i uh, work some stuff up we're going to have some music so check out youtube uh facebook um we'll have a a, a meditation service uh, yeah it's going to be fun i just it just just posted it it'll premiere on sunday morning um, on facebook and youtube uh, for sure and maybe on our website which is trying to work out the kinks there so if you typically stream the service you'll be able to see that at 10 30 
John, this was a, a supersized episode, and I appreciate nice, you nice hanging out. I yeah. <laughs> appreciate you hanging out. Thanks uh, for, keep for listening, everybody. And guys, we will be back in January, uh, probably the second or third week in January with Armchair Preaching, and uh, that will be our 100th episode. Excited about that, and it will be on um, on the church. Be on, 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 on how we're doing the, the church. Of the church. So, yeah. John, thanks for hanging out, and uh, we'll see everybody next time. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.